Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Body and the Beast podcast. Coming straight into your ears for the next few hours are your awesome hosts, Dan Meredith and Jamie Alderton. Howdy folks, and welcome to another episode of The Body and the Beast. I am your body, Jamie Alderton. I am your beast, Dan Meredith. Mr. Meredith, how are you? That was a faux pas. How are you? What's going on? Oh, clearly, we had a microsecond of delay then because we both spoke at the same time like a pair of cretins. I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. Not too bad at all. I can't believe that we are about to record our final sin of this series. Years in the making, mate. I know you've had this one on the back burner for quite some time, probably, I think, since our very first season, to be fair. Um, not that we plan to have seasons again, but you know, our first iteration of the body and the beast was a little bit different to this one. And yeah, so I'm glad it's, but glad it was, uh, glad it was finally brought to the front. And I hope you listener have enjoyed it as well, because we've realized that, you know, some of the, you know, we'll always talk about, you know, business and personal development and all that kind of stuff. But some of the things that have really resonated with you have been the more personal stuff and the more, you know, we're sharing more things from our life and our thoughts on things that are going right and wrong. So it's been quite fun to take a little bit of a break from business and personal development and talk about these sins. So I've really enjoyed it. Yes, same here. And, you know, we've got a good one to finish on, Mr. Meredith. Ironic which is as well, considering. Sloth and laziness. Mm. What what are the first things that come to your head when you think of laziness, Mr. Meredith? Honestly, I've just pictured some and again, I'm not shaming, I'm just saying, you know, relative, I'm thinking of some sort of lazy, lying on the sofa, you know for their body type, overweight, eating snacks, doing nothing kind of vibe, which all of that is acceptable from time to time. There's nothing wrong with periods of downtime and, and laziness. And I actually saw a study on, a, on an article the other day, which said, you know, like one day a week, you know, if you can, of complete laziness and, and just meh, doing nothing, just completely doing nothing is actually really, really good for you. Um, for both a growth point of view, as in it, it kind of recharges you for the other stuff, but from a, a mental health side of things as well, doing nothing is really, really key. But, you know, I am naturally more on the lazy side, which might seem a bit of a juxtaposition to my kind of whole get shit done brand. But there was this um, adage, I remember, if you want to find get something done well, find a lazy person to do it for you because they'll find the most efficient way to get it done and not do work. And I've always been of the belief that I would rather work really, really hard on something so I can systematize it, outsource it, recruit it, or you know, get something in place where I don't have to be you know, on the tools quite so much. Um, I would rather do that, like absolutely break my back getting it done for a period of time and then never do it again. And so for me, like I will always find the easiest possible solution, which gives me the biggest return on investment. So there's also strategic laziness as well, which I'm a big fan of. Yeah, I, I get asked a lot of questions about laziness because people say, oh, you know, I'm lazy. I'm like, you might be, but also you might not have found something that you're good at mm. yet because you know, and this is what I say to people all the time, like I am very lazy in the house. Sometimes I've got a crazy amount of clothes on my on, my, on, the on chair. my floor. I'm one of the <laughs> floor drones. Floor drones. It's all there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, it is, and and sometimes I, you know, I have I put things in piles in places, and I, you know, what I mean, so then it's only in it's only in one of three places, so it's easier to find, and obviously this drives my wife mental. It really, really does. So there are elements in which I'm lazy, and there's elements I'm not, and you know, like a great example this morning, I opted not to go to the gym, and because I'd just done, you know. Uh, an hour of jujitsu oh, and 30 minutes of rolls and, and the traffic was there and I'm looking at the time and, you know, we, we do this at 10, it's, it's kind of quarter to eight. And then I map it in my head. Okay. It's going to be 20 minutes to get to the gym. Then I'm going to do that. Then I've got to get rush, home, rush, and have rush, breakfast. Rush, rush. And then I've got to come in here. And, and then it was like, I've got to set the other light up and I've got to do the ISO of, of the camera. And then it's just like that. No, we're not going to the gym. We're going to mm-hmm. do that. But because of that, I still had a pocket of 20 minutes. Uh, because I opted, obviously, to to not go, and I wasted it. I wasted it watching shit Did on you YouTube. Did you make me smile though? Which almost made, which almost made me late. Did it make me smile? No, it wasn't the best of YouTube. It was it it wasn't valuable YouTube. It was shit YouTube. Mate. And and this is the difference, you know. Like you're 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 staring at a screen. You're doing the same thing, but the thing that's coming back to you could be helping you or hindering you. Yesterday. I watched an incredible video on mobile settings, which was great because it was showing, you know, the difference between, you know, how to get manual camera settings perfect on your mobile Mm. phone. And it was genius. I was like, that's the best 20 minutes I've spent learning something. And then today it was like, uh, (laughs) it's just this teenager having an argument with a policeman because policeman saying he's drunk and he's not and getting him to do loads of tests and that. And I literally got 10 minutes in and said, what a fucking waste of time. Get the... And, you know, literally get the fuck to work and do something because now you're you're having to rush a little bit. But also, I think one of the problems, that, and we've said this before in the podcast, that when we work towards a deadline, when we have to be at a certain place at a certain time, we're not lazy. We're more productive. Mm-hmm. And it's normally when you have gaps of time. And you know, for me, the weekends are my lazy times with the family and the kids. So I do have adequate amounts of mm. Uh, lazy time which I, I never used to have before now that downtime can be a killer sometimes like for me when I do like my, my mentoring clients or my coaching clients I, I literally always do it on a Monday and a Tuesday that's it so it's my weeks are really really structured and I really really like it you know it's three weeks on one week off as I've mentioned before Monday and Tuesday first half of the day is always me my business my team you know my stuff second half of the day is always one-to-one coaching clients and then Wednesday when we record this for example that's my content day that's where I write the content for the rest of the week and the week after and I've always done that and that so by Thursday morning if I've been productive and stuck to my schedule I've kind of done everything and then Thursday is like overspill meetings I can go see my mum and sister go play do whatever I want and yes obviously you know things happen after after change stuff but I a reason I kind of really tight with my schedule because if I have like you know like the other day I had two clients um one who just got back from Dubai and was super cool like we're already way ahead of target he's like mate I'm just gonna have today to myself so this calls on me. Don't worry about it. And another guy um, is up north. Obviously, the weather's been mental uh, here in the UK lately. And he literally, there was some flooding um, near where he couldn't physically get home the way he was trying to do it. So I had these gaps. And honestly, I just didn't. And I, I, if I have a gap in my sort of schedule, I just fill it with nonsense. You know, I'll try and get a walk in like where I live on the river. Um, I can get like a, it's about 50 minutes door to door if I do a loop around the river where I live or I'll try and, you know, with the weather being shit, I just find myself. And again, every now and then this is fine. 
But like for me, it's, and I never, I'm not the biggest fan of reels. I think they can be, um, from a creation point of view, and they're good. You do great ones as well. You know, I've done some decent ones, but it's a bit of effort to get them work good. And, you know, sometimes for me, I can you know, take it or leave it really with some of the stuff I see on there. But I found myself getting into some weird reel holes and just thumbing it. Like, cause I'm not a TikToker because um, I'm a fucking adult. But um, <laughs> sorry, I'm only fucking with you. I know you love, like you and others love it, but it's not for me. But I like reels. I've been on Instagram for ages. And I just was thumbing. And it starts off with quite motivational stuff. And it's like, you know, for my interest, you know, obviously, you know, like lifting, boxing, motorbikes, personal development, entrepreneurship, business, and stand-up comedy. So that's generally what I'll I'll see. I'll see a mixture of those things. And then before I know it, I'm in some Sigma male alpha Chad shit and people talking about body counts. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, where is, I've not clicked on anything. Why is this now on my screen? And I just got into a fucking hole of it the other day. And I was like, nearly 50 minutes went. And I'm like, I'm just thumbing up on absolute fucking nonsense. Yeah, um, we all do it. Mm. Uh, for people who say that they don't, they're, they're fucking lying. Yeah. I mean, this is the way that the algorithm is is created. And, and normally I do it when I'm sitting on the sofa and the kids are engrossed in like Paw Patrol or something. <laughs> that. And to be honest, watch watching Paw Patrol might be better for my health than scrolling on TikTok, mm. but it's just that kind of thing where, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just like, what, what are you doing? But I want to talk about some cures for laziness mr meredith and anything that because like something that you said there of course you know it's kind of a we need need to uh think of a different name because parkinson's law is you know a task will take as long Mm -hmm. as the time in which you give it but we need to create a new uh backwards kind of law that says that if you don't have tasks in your diary that you will fill them with shit (laughs) because it's we'll we'll have to come up with something um witty uh with mm. regards to that i want to talk about something that i was writing about in my in my book and it's called the hawthorne effect have you ever heard of the Hawthorne? i effect? have but refresh me mate i definitely have heard of that one before so in the 1920s and 1930s there was a place called uh, hawthorne waterworks and a bunch of researchers were studying the employees to see how different working environments uh, affect productivity you know like because obviously being a water work there's some kind of like manual labor mm-hmm. work so you know a lot more difficult and then you've got some more office-based kind of work which they were doing research on and what they came to a conclusion was was that it didn't what what they noticed is as soon as they started examining you know different people from different environments regardless of the environment mm-hmm. every single person became more productive okay and it was kind of weird and it was like well hang on a minute this isn't what we were thinking was going to happen and actually what they realized was the reason that everybody became more productive wasn't because of the environment they were, they were in it's because they they knew being they were observed. being yeah. examined yeah. <laughs> and the Hawthorne effect is basically that you get an increase in productivity when you know you're being watched mm. So when you think about laziness, it's usually when, uh, uh, and you know, exactly what we said, it's usually when somebody else isn't depending on our time or 
resources or we know so let me get that this straight. Can... you'll perform better if someone is watching you 100 percent. or you know that some or, or somebody is <laughs> you did not um, pick up on that one at all or you chose I, to fucking ignore it i'm getting better at this dan <laughs> yeah i mean you know what you're no fun mr alderton but no we, we see this we we see this as well like have you ever done like you do a lot of boxing so have mm-hmm. you ever just had a sparring session where no one's watching whatsoever and because it's just your normal drills and that and then suddenly the whole boxing club stops and watches your fight yeah it happened a couple of weeks because me and another lad were te- we're about the same weight and height and we proper it's not sparring we're going for each other um you know by choice we're choosing to do it but yeah like people of you know like the the rest of the class um or the sort of the boxing the fight camp we were in um so i was a sparring partner um stopped to watch us because we were going at it and we yeah. both definitely and- stepped up our game and definitely pushed harder and you know we're hitting harder and moving better because we knew everyone had stopped their own bits and bobs and we're now all of them are watching us yeah and same you know we have uh, like gradings at jiu-jitsu and mm-hmm. they have like super fights where they pair you know the whole place with about you know 50 odd people just watch the one role and mm. it's really nerve-wracking and it's kind of weird because you think i do this three to four hours a week on the same mats with the same people that i'm doing mm. you know that i'm grappling with but the only difference is that now 50 people are watching and suddenly you feel like you've got to perform better and Mm. once again it's this kind of Hawthorne effect and what we need to ask ourselves is how do we create this kind of thing in our lives now I think Mm. I've spent I've um, spoken about this before um, how I use it um, and it's that I pretend that people are judging me I pretend that people are having opinion about the thing that I'm doing. So I imagine that people are watching me or or having an opinion on something and I call it the invisible enemy. So if there is something that I am doing that's crazy, such as getting ready for a jujitsu competition or doing a charity event, I imagine that people are telling me that I'm unable to do it, that, you know, it's stupid or you know, like even I was saying with the jujitsu, who's this bodybuilder thinking he can do jujitsu? You know, what an idiot, this, that, and the other. No one's saying that, but I imagine that they are, which is a kind of a warped Hawthorne effect that makes me go, mm. well, I'm going to perform at my best then to, to basically say, fuck you. And I'm not saying fuck you to anybody because no one's actually thinking it. No one's actually using, watching you. Yeah. I'm using and channeling that energy to increase my performance and get better. So it, is used for a positive aspect but for somebody who is lazy and is struggling with something a lot of the time is because you are not putting skin in the game and you're not creating different forms of accountability Mm. to make sure that you can't and and won't slip up because as you know as we just said with the Hawthorne effect when other people are watching you and even when people aren't but you think that they are you increase your performance and one of the main reasons as well for this is because that we have a view of how we want other people to see us. Mm-hmm. And if we're not living or doing in, you know, in synergy with that, then we end up having to question our own identity, which is something that a lot of people don't like to do. No, not at all, mate. So it causes you to show up, it causes you to do the fucking work, it causes you to get to where it is that you want to be. And, it, and once again, it causes you to be less lazy. Yeah, 
And I'll say there's also a, a mindset element to laziness as well. I've experienced this. I've worked with clients who've experienced this. And it's like, you know, I've, I've said this phrase multiple times and we talk about it, that the whole future you will thank you thing. So sometimes, you know, where you are versus where you need to be seems almost so far away. Like, do you want to have, you know, this amount of business coming in or this physique or, you know, live this type of life or have this type of relationship, you know, whatever it is, but where you are to where you want to be seems so far, you almost think, why bother? What's the point? And it's really challenging to start doing the work that isn't going to show you immediate results. I think the fact that both of us have got, you know, background in, you know, sort of fitness and, and transformation with others as well, um, as well as our business sort of acumen, is we know how long things take. You know, it takes time. And obviously we've had jobs but that help to support people because we know there's going to be a point when that initial motivation yeah, I want to change, especially when we're recording this. It's early December. We're going to get the new year, new me crowd soon, which we're going to talk about in one of the podcasts coming up. But once that motivation dips, then you have to sort of switch to discipline and, and habits. And you're not going to see those results often for many months and sometimes even years. It's going to take, you know, depending on what the, the thing you're working towards is. You know, when I work with people in business, you know, I've had some people who say, oh, I want to work with you for three months. And I'm like, no, thank you, because I can't do a good job in three months. You know, it's going to take me longer to help you get to where you need to be. I mean, yes, I can, you know, start people off and get people, but, you know, most of my day-to-day -day stuff, it's like it's bigger, bigger things. You know, it's, it's mentoring, it's, it's deeper coaching. It takes time and it does take time to get to where you are. So I can find people sometimes can be lazy because their own heads have said, you know what, that seems so fucking far away, never going to get there. And they, they shut it down before they try. And that, but that switch from motivation to discipline is a, is a challenging one because I've started plenty of projects, training plans, goals over the years, you know, more, more years ago rather than recently. And they've not come to a fruition because when, it came down to it, you know, my motivation as it does starts to wane, then it goes into disciplines and habits. And that's what gets you the results. And it's not sexy and it takes time. And when you don't see the results straight away, it can be really hard to keep going. So I empathize with some people who are in that category because I think it's too far away to do. Why bother? What's the point? But the thing is, as, as I said multiple times before, and I, and I said it on um, a post I reshared today, because actually today, as of recording, is the three-year anniversary of when I got hit by a car. So I got run over on my motorbike. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank you very much. And I wrote this post a year ago. And, you know, this was after, you know, I'd had my hip replaced, obviously due to being hit by the car. Um, I'd had a, a few, you know, I was, I was about... 30 kilos heavier than what I am now, 25 kilos. You know, I wasn't, my, my, wasn't super healthy, wasn't sleeping great. But that was a precipitation to me actually getting my sleep in order, then getting my nutrition order, then my health in order, then my training in order. And I'm in the best shape mentally, physically, um, financially that I've been, you know, in a long period of time. But I had that catalyst to get me to doing things. And I honestly kept saying to myself when I was doing really fucking uncomfortable rehab and I was getting no results. I couldn't do fuck all in the gym. Um, I was really getting me down. I just kept saying to myself over and over again, future you will thank you and future you turns up. It just does. And if you're lucky, you know, if you live a long life, your future will keep turning up. Okay. And all I know now is that I am so glad that that done back then did the work. 
because it was uncomfortable, it was painful, it wasn't enjoyable. And honestly, it was fucking boring. It was really fucking boring. Um, but I lent into it and thought, you know what? If I just keep going, eventually I'm going to get to where I need to be. And I'm actually way further ahead than I actually planned to be, which is really, really nice as well. So that's something also to bear in mind as well. If you are feeling a bit, oh, I can't be bothered. What's the fucking point? Like, I've been there. I've, I have been there and I've had that exact inner monologue. And that future you will thank you, little mnemonic that I said to myself every time I did something is what got me through it. It's um, it's one thing that helps me. And hopefully, you know, when it comes to mindset shifts with regards to laziness and whether you should do something or not, or whether you should just skip it or just be lazy. It's just, as you said, future you is so important, but it's also understanding that it's not about the outcome as in the result in which you're doing it. It's about the behavior and the person that you're becoming whilst, whilst doing it. And I think this is such an important thing where so many people um, will say, oh, you know, I've been doing social media, turning up and doing social media every day for a year and I'm still shit at it. I don't really hear that at all because <laughs> it's really hard to be shit at something that you're turning up every day and doing because you learn a lot in the process. Mm-hmm. And actually, I'd argue that if you're turning up every day and doing something, and I, I will explain uh, something that I had a long, we had a good, I had a good 10 minute a conversation with someone which con- contradicts what I'm about to say, but okay. also it, it gives perspective. And what I would initially say is if you spend an hour a day doing something that you're probably going to be better than 95% of people on the planet because most people don't invest seven hours a week into mastering a skill. And so it's so true. Cause if you spent seven hours a week doing social media and content creation, yeah, pretty good. it's going to be, fucking night and day within a year yeah it's going to be moderately dog shit and boring to start off with but then you're going to get better and you've also got to understand that that it was a small minority people who actually do it because Mm. they're expecting a result not thinking of it differently and thinking of imagine how much better i'm going to be in a year Mm. uh, of doing it now why i said this contradicts is that um i'm in well, by Feb next year, I would have done a year of jujitsu. Now, one of the things I was talking about to Greg, one of the uh, round bouts who always absolutely annihilates me every every morning, is that I'm spending, I would say, about the same time, five to seven hours a week doing jujitsu. And a year in, I'm still getting absolutely mauled and I realize how little that I know. But... The difference with this is if I went to a party and nobody there did jujitsu, I would feel like an absolute gangster because Mm -hmm. I forget how much I've learned in a year and the things that I'm able to do. I'm just unable to do them on someone who's been doing it for eight or nine years. And the great Mm -hmm. thing about that, though, Dan, is that I don't become complacent after a year. I see that I've got so much to learn. So then I, I, I turn up for seven, eight hours for two years, for three years, mm. for four years, for five years, for six years. So, at, and it's the same as boxing. It's the same as anything else. You know, like one of the things that you find is you might have been to the boxing club for a year, but the people that you're sparring with have also been going for a year. So yeah. you've all been getting better together, which actually then just causes you to carry on doing the work. And 
the thing that will happen with things like social media with content creation with you know reading behaviors everything is you know it's very very hard to be consistent with yeah if you if you have yet to see the results which is why you shouldn't be results focused because there'll always be someone better than you yeah and it's all about really looking at that future self like you you did because you are going to be anything that you did as i said you know when compared to an amateur person who's never done jujitsu i'm going to be ridiculously good but in the grander scheme of things you know i'm still brand new to jujitsu if you were to spend a year doing content creation i'd argue you'd probably be better than 95 percent of people on social media because most people will not commit that length of time for a year to get better at it which is bonkers. And I'll say this as well, mate, um, just a little story. So someone who was very close to me, um, she was telling me about a bit of her background. And this was that so they had a business um, that tanked in COVID, you know, as many people did, you know, complete empathy for that. Um, like a lot of people did, you know, pivoted to a more online offering of what they were doing, had never done this before, um, sought out some people who were doing okay so the the key thing i'll say is you know if you are you know struggling to get up and going or you don't know what to do it's definitely worth investing in you know some books some courses some coaching yes obviously that's what me and jay do it's not a thinly veiled pitch it's just it's really useful to get someone who's done what you want to do before to point you in the right direction maybe it's a, a blueprint a training plan a strategy whatever whatever it may be but actually have a rough idea of what you're doing and then starting doing it and they went from zero so a genuine zero. And they said, obviously, because of that, they needed to earn revenue. They posted three times a day across two different platforms. So six posts per day, six new posts per day on social media every day, every day. Now, that seems like a lot. And it is quite a bit, you know, come up with, you know, six fresh pieces of content daily and consistently post and sharing your offer and your knowledge all that kind of stuff is quite hard. But one year later, that was generating £20,000 a month. Now, are you, listener, going to get that? No, you might get more. You might not get much at all. But that, excuse me, time served and consistency is so much your friend that you people really underestimate how powerful that is in just doing things and, and showing up and just fucking starting and saying to yourself, you're going to show up every day and you're going to put that, you know, like Jamie said, that hour a day into the thing you want to do is going to get you better. You know, I am the, the you know, again, I've been very fortunate that, you know, I've got, you know, the book and, and years and years of, you know, doing the work behind me. So my, my focus has been, you know, it has been sort of health and fitness for a little while as well as, you know, the sort of business and the book side of things. And I am in the best shape I could possibly, still in phenomenal shape, the best shape I've been anyway. I'm the fittest and strongest and leanest and most agile and mobile I've probably been and definitely since, you know, considering the two surgeries I had in the last year. Why? Because I said to myself, and I give myself the right to have Sunday off is generally my rest day. But if I want to train, I'll still do something. I say to myself, six days a week, I do one hard hour, hard hour of physical activity. Hard. And I do that. That's a non-negotiable for me. Now I'm at the point where I'm all of that is great, but I know you do this. My, I'm starting to feel a little bit, you know, I'm 43. I'm a little bit stiffer. Things aren't as mobile. So I need to now still, still want to do that, but I need to make my mobility and stretching 
another big part of my day because I'm starting to feel it a little bit more in other places. But by putting that time aside every day to work on the thing that I need to do, I, I just have to literally program my phone, plan it in at a time that I'm never going to change it. Like for me, evenings are kind of like deadish time for me because I sort of work a bit later, but then sort of like nine o'clock, just a, it's no, it's a really nice transition for me to finish work, finish whatever I'm doing, watch the TV, watch a film, whatever, chat to some friends. Then at nine o'clock, I stretch, get ready for bed, go to bed, done, simple, nice, easy thing. So again, another thing with, you know, laziness, sloth, whatever you want to call it is putting things in your diary at times you're actually going to do it. And I've said this on multiple podcasts before morning me is not going to do exercise. I don't like it don't want to do it. I don't feel energized. I feel sluggish. I know you're the opposite. You're very good in the mornings. You always have been. I much prefer training later in the day. That's just how I am. So I know when the best times to create content are, when to coach are. I know myself and I'm honest with myself, but putting things in your diary that are important to you at times that non-motivated you are going to do it. So every day you do that thing, it becomes a habit before you know it. And then it's just something you do. It's just something you do. And again, before you know it, future you've turned up and it's happy as fuck that you did it. Yeah, 100%. And it's it's the whole thought process as well. It's knowing, obviously, when the best time for you is. My brain literally comes alive in the morning. So mm-hmm. anything that I'm writing or create, you know, writing my book in the morning is the best thing for me. Uh, doing a live stream, you know, all the best stuff comes out. I remember I, when I was away last week writing the book, um, I was going, I went live at 9 p.m. And oh. literally people ask me, people asking me questions after a lich for, for like after a 10 hour writing session. Mm. And I just didn't, I didn't have the answers. I was like, my brain is fucking shit right now. And mm. it's just interesting because, you know, it's it, once again, one of those things that if you're going to get the most amount of people on a live, probably going between six and 9 PM of, of an evening is a good strategy because more people are online. However, mm-hmm. If you're not at your best at that time, it's not the best strategy because yeah. the whole point is to you know, give your best. Provide, yeah, give yeah. your best and provide the most value. However, that being said, if that's the only time that you can do, and you're trying to build a business and you're trying to you know get clients and you're trying to get success, then guess what? You need to find some way mm-hmm. around changing that because you know as much as it's nice to know when you can do stuff, you might not have the opportunity to do that you know like for me i've never i've never gone to the gym at 6 p.m i would like and the reason i haven't gone to the gym at 6 p.m is because it is probably the biggest nightmare time to go because most people have just finished work and they're going to the gym so it is for those of you who who train after work you know that you'll have a training program You'll have, let's just say, squats or anything, mm-hmm. or, or something like that, or bench press for fuck's sake. Probably the I'm worst thing to got have. Left nine, cool. Yeah, okay. come back tomorrow. And one of the biggest problems, of course, is getting your your workout done. Um, so for me, I do enjoy going crack of dawn, mm-hmm. or maybe a little bit. You know, if it was me, and I always said if I was if I was single, I'd go to the gym because I'm at a 24 hour gym. I go to the gym at 10 p.m. and I think 10 p.m. is a golden time, especially like for me as uh, if I was filming content and wanting to get a workout, and I was single, uh, 10 p.m. would be the time that I'd go. In fact, I'd be happy to become a night owl just because of the amount of productivity that I could get. I could probably film 
that workout without disturbing anyone in mm. the gym whatsoever because there's only a couple of people um and it, you know once again it's that quiet time to guarantee you get everything so killing two birds one stone get the workout uh filming content but the way my body's set up now I, i'd have been asleep for an hour <laughs> by now so uh, I'd rather bless take you yeah i know if i ever message you after nine o'clock i'm not getting anything back till the next day yeah, phone's on charge at eight o'clock. Sometimes I go back because sometimes I've got my, I haven't put my watch on charge, so I get a notification. Uh, mm. The only thing I've got notifications on is WhatsApp, uh, which is why I don't give people my WhatsApp. People go, yeah. what's your WhatsApp? I'm like, no, nah. nah. you, you only That's my you, personal you, one as well. Yeah, you only get that access if you if you know me and I actually want you to text me. So <laughs> they're yeah. like, what are you trying to say? It's like, I don't want you to fucking text me. Simple. Do you know what, a, you've just touched on a great, because obviously we're talking about, you know, sort of sloth and laziness and all that kind of thing. Um, energy management, time management, you know, people management is also a really big thing I found in that one. I recently went through, you know, a phase of just feeling a pulled a little bit, pil- sorry, pulled a little bit, Oh, for the love of fuck. Pulled from pillar to post. Thank you. That. I felt like that. Okay. And I realized I was spreading myself too thin. I was giving my energy and time, but, you know, sometimes resources to people that maybe weren't reciprocating or it wasn't, you know, it's very much a one-way street. It was just taking rather than, you know, know, two-way street. Um, You know, I don't give and do things to receive, but after a period of time, you're like, ah, not getting really anything back from this one and i found myself becoming quite drained and that made me a little bit you know i didn't want to apply myself to things as quite as much you know it didn't affect day-to-day work but i was kind of like well you know i was trying to look after people and deal with issues and help others out and i'm like nope do you know what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna focus on the shit I need to do and literally just double down on my, my, my true friendships and relationships and connections and just put my energy into, into those people who, you know, we have a, a mutually respectful relationship and I just cut away anyone or anything that didn't move me towards my goals. And it was a conscious decision. And there were people that, you know, I'd try and reach out to try and, you know, you should do, you know, you want to look after others and help others. I just stopped. I just stopped. I thought, you know what? You know where I am. Phones work two ways. You can message me if you need help. You know, I've, I've tried my best. And the results were telling, mate. You know, I didn't, you know, some people heard from, you know, my normal friends as I normally would as anything, but everyone else um, just fell by the wayside. And then I had this this mental space because I wasn't worried about others, wasn't bothering with them, wasn't dealing with other people's drama and bullshit. I was just focusing on my own stuff. That's it. That's all I was doing, focusing on my own shit. And my, you know, I wouldn't say I was lazy, but I definitely wasn't as applying myself as aggressively as I can do. But within a couple of weeks of that, I had this kind of like second wind where I started smashing out content and coming out with ideas because it freed up all of that mental processing space. And honestly, just my life was more peaceful. And as a result, I was sleeping better. I was more rested. You know, I didn't want to not do anything you know I was finding myself a little bit tireder a bit more drained wanted to go to bed a bit later wanted to stay in bed a bit later and I just cut out all the nonsense all the drama all the people who are dragging me down or draining me and I feel great and I think it's so so important to do you know I forgot I think it was Elon Musk shared something um and and I'm I'm gonna find it and I'm gonna say it because it's he's pinned it and he's 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 been on one uh this week 
is telling Disney to go fuck yourself, basically. Which yeah, that brilliant. was quite blunt. That was brilliant. When, when you're when you're the richest man in the world, you can tell Disney to fuck off, basically. But you're like this, and I, I think it's a nice way to kind of finish the podcast. It's got nothing to do with laziness, I think, but it, it, it adds to what then, you say. So Elon said, life is kind of like a party. You invite a lot of people. Some leave early. Some stay all night. Some laugh with you. Some laugh at you. And some show up really late. But in the end, after the fun... There are a few who stay to help you clean up the mess. And most oh, of the time that's nice. And most of the time they aren't even the ones who made the mess. These people are your true friends in life. They are the ones who matter. And I think that's so fucking true. That's lovely, mate. It's good. And <laughs> mm, I really like that. Uh, and and I think it's uh, you know, as you said that, you you find out who your real friends are um mm. when you know, like for, for me, if I haven't heard from you for a while, I'll, we do the language of memes. So, you know, I'm sending you a meme. <laughs> yeah. You know, so like I know that if I see a meme, it's this kind of thing. I pretty much know Dan's already seen it, but it's not just yeah. the, here's the meme. It's like, um, how are you? It's this, uh, it's it's the, uh, what's the word? Uh, I was going to say subliminal. It's, um, uh, what's, what's the word? Um, when... Uh, when you communicate without words, um, yeah. Someone, somebody shouted that um, most communication is through things like that. I've got what the fucking word is now. Do you know what? I know exactly what you mean. Because we we're more memes. I've got friends, and we literally shit post each other. We we we, we realize my friend Alex. We haven't spoken in two weeks and all we and we used to speak he lives not far from him we go for walk stuff he's been busy with a few things in london and what have you but we just realized all we've done is just shit post each other just nihilistic fucked up reels just the most weird shit we can find and that's all we do and then i'm calling him the other day and i'm like we haven't actually had a conversation in two weeks we've literally just shit posted each other and it's like yeah, but nothing's changed. It's awesome. But again, it's, it's a total, that's a random fucking ending, but a lovely little quote um, to end this on because it has been an interesting series and all of us go through, you know, these various, quote, sins from time to time. You know, we all have periods of, you know, apathy and anger and frustration and rage and gluttony and, you know, lust and all this kind of stuff we're still human beings and me and jay you know our sort of mission with this is to try and talk to you as humans you know that's it you know yeah we've got very different lives we've got very different routines we've got you know similar but quite different goals you know me and jay are you know two different people you know jay's doing the we've got the, the kind of family setup i'm kind of <laughs> still still making choices uh, let's just leave it that one but um both of us happy, both of us successful by our own terms of success. You know, we're both in good places. And the whole point of this series was just to, to talk to you as, you know, one human to another. We all go through the same shit. You know, me and Jay will have conversations where we will talk about many of those things. There's plenty of times I've been sad and frustrated and lonely and pissed off and angry and all manner of things that I've, you know, called you about and, you know, less so from you, to be honest. But it's, that's just how me and Jay, I'm like, Jay, everything's gone to shit. And you're like, okay, let's have a chat. Um, it never has, to be honest. And so it's only, I think we've had one of those calls this year. Um, but we record this podcast because it came off the back of us just talking as friends and realizing that people could probably get some value from it. So roundabout way of saying, hope you've enjoyed this series. It's been really good fun 
to do. Um, we're going to touch more on some more sort of like deeper personal sort of pressing topics over the next couple of weeks. So we hope you like them. And as always, feedback, letting us know what you like, what you want more of always helps, you know, probably more so me just because my following's not as crazy as Jay. So if you want to send me some feedback, then please do. Yeah, 100%. And I think my summary of all these seven episodes is biggest game changer for me in life was realizing what emotion I was experiencing at what time. And, you know, an example of this is whenever you're feeling ill and you're worried, well, obviously you've just Googled what that you're feeling ill mm. and it's probably told you the worst. And then you go to a doctor and you're not better, but the doctor tells you your symptoms and what it is what it is and mm-hmm. the course of action to get better. And with that comes a, a, a slight relief. And that relief comes from knowledge and understanding of what it is and then the steps to improve it. So if there's anything that I want you to take away from these seven episodes is that what these seven kind of sins are are prescriptions for you to understand the things that you're experiencing and doing and the steps that you need to take to improve them and it all starts with that awareness so i really hope you enjoyed uh, these episodes and we're going to be going deeper as dan said on a few more but as always i have been your body jamie Ulliton. and i've been your beast dan meredith take care Thank you.